You are now listening to Zakaic Podcast, proclaiming Jesus as Savior, Healer, Sanctifier, and Coming King. God be the glory. When Manny Pacquiao was the champion of the world, in fact, he was eight division champion. Millions of people adored him, praised him, and even some idolized him. Every time he would win a fight, the ring will be filled with people who would like to have pictures. Gusto nila makipag-selfie kay Manny Pacquiao. Every time he fought, the streets are empty. In fact, someone commented that perhaps there was no crime committed during that short period of time that he fought. Promoters would want to make money out of his fights. Producers of merchandise would pay him to make their advertisement. But then, he is no longer young. He is more than 40 years old and his last fight he lost to a, more, a bigger opponent, a much younger opponent. And to add insult to injury, he also lost his campaign for the presidency. Almost overnight, he lost millions of followers. Nobody would want to take selfie with Manny Pacquiao anymore unless... He can win the first gold medal in the Olympics. But that is always the case in this world. People will decline and deteriorate. But God will remain forever. And if you'd open your Bibles to Isaiah chapter 6, verses 1 to 8. Isaiah chapter 6, 1 to 8. In the year that King Uzziah died. I saw the Lord high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two they covered their feet, and with two they were flying. And they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook, and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips, and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Then one of the seraphim flew to me with a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from the altar. With it he touched my mouth and said, See, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. Then I heard a voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And I said, Here am I, send me. May God bless us upon the reading of His words. At this time, 
Isaiah was facing a difficult situation because his beloved king, Uzziah, died. In fact, some commentators would say that Isaiah and Uzziah were close relatives, perhaps cousins. And it was not easy for Isaiah to see a high-ranking official in his family to die and no longer be the king. And to let us better understand the feeling of Isaiah at this time, the question would be, who is this king, Uzziah? Why is he so important in the call of God for Isaiah? Let's go back to 2 Chronicles chapter 26. 2 Chronicles chapter 26. Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in place of his father Amaziah. So that's the start of Uzziah's reign. He was only 16 years old. He was the one who rebuilt Elat and restored it to Judah after Amaziah rested with his fathers. Uzziah was 16 years old when he became king and he reigned in Jerusalem 52 years. His mother's name was Jecoliah. She was from Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, just as his father Amaziah had done. He sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of the Lord. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. He went to war against the Philistines and broke down the walls of Gath, Jabne, and Asdod. He then rebuilt towns near Asdod and elsewhere among the Philistines. God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabs who lived in Gor Baal and against the Mennonites. The Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah and his fame spread as far as the border of Egypt because he had become very powerful. Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the angle of the wall, and he fortified them. He also built towers in the desert and dug many cisterns because he had much livestock in the foothills and in the plain. He had people working his fields and vineyards in the hills and in the fertile lands, for he loved the soil. Uzziah had a well-trained army ready to go out by divisions according to their numbers as mustered by GL, the secretary, and Maaseah, the officer under the direction of Hananiah, one of the royal officials. The total number of family leaders over the fighting men was 2,600. Under their command was an army of 307,500 men trained for war, a powerful force to support the king against his enemies. Uzziah provided shields, spears, helmets, 
coats of armor, bows and sling stones for the entire army. In Jerusalem, he made machines designed by skillful men for the, on the towers and on the corner defenses to shoot arrows and hurl large stones. His fame spread far and wide, for he was greatly helped until he became powerful. But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride led to his downfall. He was unfaithful to the Lord his God and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. Azariah the priest with 80 other courageous priests of the Lord followed him in. They confronted him and said, It is not right for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord. That is for the priests, the descendants of Aaron, who have been consecrated to burn incense. Leave the sanctuary, for you have been unfaithful, and you will not be honored by the Lord God. Uzziah, who had a censer in his hand, ready to burn incense, became angry. While he was raging at the priest in their presence before the incense altar in the Lord's temple, leprosy broke out on his forehead. When Azariah, the chief priest, and all the other priests looked at him, they saw that he had leprosy on his forehead, so they hurried him out. Indeed, he himself was eager to live because the Lord had afflicted him. King Uzziah had leprosy until the day he died. He lived in a separate house, leprous, and excluded from the temple of the Lord. Jotham, his son, had charge of the place and governed the people of the land. Why am I reading this to you? Because here is a man who started very good. In fact, he became very great because in his early days, he was faithful to God. And God gave him success. But when he became powerful, popular, and rich, he became proud. And his pride caused his downfall because he was not contented of being the king. He wanted also to do the job of the priest. Now, in Israel at that time, there was a division of labor. There was the king, you have the priest, and you have the prophets. Uzziah was a great king. And he was able to spread his power and influence far and wide. And here is the temple where the priests were supposed to minister. And he also wanted that. He was not contented. His heart became corrupted. And because of that, God afflicted him with leprosy. And in my mind, I was asking, Bakit sa noo? There are other parts of the body that could have been afflicted by leprosy. Why on the forehead? For all people to see that here is a man 
whom God blessed in the early days of his life, but later on, his heart became corrupted and he became proud. He was excluded from the temple until the day he died. And when he died, Isaiah was devastated, just like many of us. When we have relatives or friends who are in high places and suddenly they are taken away, we are devastated. But God showed Isaiah something. He wanted to compare a dead king with a living God. Isaiah was dead. But God is very much alive. And on that year that King Uzziah died, God showed Isaiah something in the temple. And there are three things I, will, I want us to understand in this particular incident. And the first is that human glory will fade, whether we like it or not. Human glory will fade, but God's glory is eternal. It will never fade. When God saw, when Isaiah saw God's glory inside the temple, the glory filled the temple. And the seraphim were singing and shouting that the glory of God filled the whole earth. Uzziah may be dead. And perhaps Isaiah's hope was also going down. But when he saw the glory of God that is unfading, he was reinvigorated and his faith in God was rekindled. Yes, when we look at people around us, sometimes we tend to put our trust and confidence in them. But whether we like it or not, they will have their own expiration. But God's glory will never expire. It will never fade away. About 20 or 25 years ago, a lady singer became one of the most popular singers in the world. She was not an American, but she mastered the English language. And so she took the world by storm in her songs. Her name is Celine Dion, one of my favorites. But if you see her picture today, you would cry. Because she is no longer the beautiful, the glamorous lady 20, 25 years ago. In fact, she has not done any concert or written any song anymore. Because human glory will fade. But God's glory will always be there. And when we trust in human beings, the moment they deteriorate, the moment they decline, we will also be affected. We will also suffer the pain. The second thing I believe that should remind us about this passage is that 
human beings will disappoint us. They will. Uzziah, in the early days of his life, he gave the people of Judah great things. But then when his heart was corrupted, everything that he built, everything that he provided to the people became nothing because he himself was excluded from the temple. But God's holiness, Isaiah saw the holiness of God, which is unending. God is never corrupted by anything in this world. One of the things I like when I study about the temptation of Jesus Christ is that three times Satan wanted to put corruption in the heart of Jesus. First, he said, since you are the Son of God. Now, I use the word since because in other translation it is if you are the Son of God. I would not want to use the word if because Satan knew that Jesus was the Son of God. So, since you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. That was easy. For someone who created everything out of nothing, making stones to bread is a walk in the park. But why did Jesus not do it? Because the moment he turned stones to bread for himself because he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he would be using his power for self. Ano ang problema natin dito sa Pilipinas at hindi lang sa Pilipinas, but in other parts of the world, it is when people occupy positions of authority, the first thing they do is to do something for self. Jesus multiplied the bread when 5,000 people were hungry. When 4,000 people were hungry, he multiplied the bread for them, not for himself. Corruption can set in. Uzziah's heart was corrupted. He wanted something that does not belong to him. The second temptation of Jesus, Satan said, Since you are the Son of God, jump! Because your Father will send you angels. They will take you up. And you will not, your foot will not dash against the stone. He was even quoting scriptures at that time. But Jesus said, No. I will not live a life of irresponsibility. If you have the power, you can do anything you like. And that's what Uzziah did. Because he was king, he thought he could do anything. Even the work of the priest, pinakialaman na niya. 
The third temptation of Jesus was when Satan said, Do you see the kingdoms and their riches? I'll give that to you if you bow down and worship me. How many people would bow down to money, would bow down to power, would exchange their souls to power and money? But Jesus said, no. Human beings will disappoint us. They start good. Somewhere along the line, corruption would set in. But God's holiness remains. God will never disappoint us. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The third thing I like, I like us to understand in this incident is that human mission in this world ends in death. No matter how great a person is, no matter how brilliant, how smart a person is, how great are his accomplishments, the moment he dies, everything ends. But God's mission in this world continues because God will never die. And God said to Isaiah, Isaiah, I have something to do. Who will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here am I, send me. When Uzziah was alive, he gathered thousands of soldiers. He gathered hundreds of officers and sent them to cities, to provinces. But when he died, that authority ended. But when God calls, and since he does not die, that authority remains forever. And he is still calling people today. I had the privilege of attending the Northwestern Mindanao Youth Convention in Labason. There were more or less 800 young people who attended the convention. And I am amazed by God's constant calling of people. These are 18 years old to 20 years old kids. Perhaps I think their parents were young people when I was their speaker 25 years ago. But these young people came to the front, surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ and committing their lives so that God can use them. Because God continues to call men and women today for His mission. Human missions will end. Uzziah died. And those he commissioned to go to places also lost their authority. But the authority that God has given you and me will never expire, will never end because he lives forever. If this is the kind of God that you saw, the kind of God that Isaiah saw, you will never leave him. You will continue to stick with him because his glory is unfading. 
His character is unchanging, and His mission has no end. During that youth convention, I happened to meet an Australian national, and we had a conversation, and I asked him, what are you doing here? And he said, I was here two weeks ago. I attended the Thanksgiving of Labason Alliance Church. I went back to Australia, but I knew that there is a youth convention here, so I came back. Imagine he went, two weeks later he came back, and I asked him, what's your plan? Are you going back to Australia? And he said, no, I want to stay here for good, and that puzzles me. Because many Filipinos would spend so much to go to Australia. And here's an Australian national, ayaw nang umuwi. So I have two questions in my mind. Ano kaya ang kanyang nakita dito sa Pilipinas? And perhaps the better question is, kinsa kaha ang iyang nakita dere? Nga nung di naman siya gustong muuli. Isaiah saw the glory of God. Isaiah sensed the holiness of God. And Isaiah experienced the eternal purpose of God. And so Isaiah said, Here am I. Send me. As we face the new year, I know that some people are apprehensive because nobody knows what lies ahead. But for God's children, we do not fear because God is already there. He is already preparing great things for us. And before the year ends, we want to demonstrate our love for Him by partaking of the Lord's Supper, a reminder of His love for us when He sent his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to sacrifice His life on the cross so that we can share in His glory. We can share in His holiness and we can participate in His mission. Every time we partake of the Lord's Supper, we are reminded of the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ as set forth in Isaiah 53, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender suit and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. 
We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Human beings will fail. But God will never fail. And he wants us to be with him. He wants us to experience his glory, his holiness, and his eternal purpose. And so before we partake of the elements, let's bow our heads in prayer. Almighty God, we thank you that you have shown your great love for us. You have granted us your presence, your power, and your provision through the Lord Jesus Christ. He alone can be trusted. He alone is worth our worship and our adoration. Because human glory will fade, but His glory will never fade. Human character may change. Human beings can be corrupted, but Jesus, His character of holiness remains. Human beings will end. All their accomplishments and achievements will disappear. But the mission that you have granted through the Lord Jesus Christ will continue and you keep calling men and women to enlist in your mighty army to bring the gospel to the world. As we partake of the bread, the body of Christ, and the cup, the blood of Christ, help us to be reminded of this great truth that it is only through the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus Christ that we are set free from the bondage of sin. And we are purified and transformed to become members of a holy congregation that will experience all the blessings coming from your presence. May these elements be nourishment for our bodies and blessings for our souls. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. You just heard the message from Zumbuanga City Alliance Evangelical Church. We hope that it will help you in your journey with the Lord Jesus Christ. For more updates, you can follow us in our social media platforms in Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Zekayak Ministries. See you there!